Hey guys, and happy Monday. I am so excited to be back with an episode. I apologize for the brief leave of absence, so to speak, last week, but I um, have such an awesome episode for you guys today that I think it makes up for it. Um, I recorded with my incredible friend, Sarah Magloff, and if you haven't already listened to her song, check it out. It's the episode before this one. And follow her on TikTok because you will just literally not be able to comprehend how amazing her voice is. So I think it's it's in the show notes, but it's serotonin's punny. Um, but yeah, before pl- diving into this episode, I wanted to qu- give a quick shout out to Talkspace. Um, not only are they my incredible employer, but they are also the number one therapy app. And I love working for them. I love the product. I firmly believe in it. Otherwise I wouldn't be, you know, selling it in two different modalities, but I am so honored to have the opportunity to give you guys a hundred dollars off. So like a hundred dollars off a month of therapy. So if you use my code Zoe at checkout, you could just go to talkspace.com, use the code Zoe, and you'll get a hundred dollars off your first month of therapy. Try it out. You have nothing to lose. Literally there's, as Sarah and I talk about, and as I talk about with most of my guests, therapy is life-changing. So again, that's Talkspace.com. Use the code Zoe, Z-O-E, at checkout for $100 off. Uh, but yeah, without further ado, here is Sarah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Solace in the City. Today, I am so excited to be here with one of my first Austin guests, who is my friend, Sarah Magloff. Hey, so thanks so much for being here. This is so fun. I feel famous. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So, Sarah, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How old are you? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? What's your story? All right. Um, So, I am 25 years old. I was born in Pennsylvania, but then moved around a lot as a kid. Not an army brat. My dad was climbing the corporate ladder for J&J for 35 years. Lived in Shanghai for four years. I didn't years. know that. Holy shit. I was a baby, but oh. I would like eat like cats <laughs> instead of mac and cheese. I That's like, so crazy. Yeah. Was, yeah, but hey, that's what makes us. You can cut shit out, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, cause I'm just going to like brain melt probably a lot. It's okay. But I think it's really appropriate for the past 36 hour bender that <laughs> I've had. So yeah, that's fair. Just pardon the monotone, <laughs> but there's a lot of fury behind it. <laughs> anyway, um, 25 moved around a lot. Um, after China, we m- moved to California and we lived in Orange County for three years. I was first to like third, fourth grade. And then we moved to Pennsylvania where I spent 14 years, mostly growing up there. Um, went to Penn State because I had no idea who I was <laughs> and it just felt normal and not scary. 
and then moved to New York because Penn State was tough because I didn't know who I was and I wanted to kind of give everyone who like ever bullied me or ever doubted me or ever thought I was small or made me feel small like the biggest fuck you I could which was like moving to New York and like making it and like figuring it out for myself and then I did that which was cool but in retrospect now that I'm in Austin I realized how toxic of a place New York was for me yeah just specifically speaking about mental health and like knowing your boundaries limits and really testing them I like were I definitely was in a place in New York that I never thought I could be because it was just like you don't think that that would happen to you like being so low yeah yeah so when did you first start struggling with mental health or like kind of realize that something was off kind of a thing yeah um I've always I mean I'm Jewish so therefore I am anxious (laughs) runs in the blood um but middle school high school I started having very irrational thoughts that were very obviously irrational and when I was kind of starting to speak them and also rely on them in terms of like scheduling and following a schedule and then feeling so out of control it was a lot of different things but something was it was like middle school I started seeing a therapist in seventh grade oh yeah okay yeah so you like you like because I had like insane OCD when I was a kid and like my parents never thought like for me to see a therapist like even though I imagine it was like pretty freaking obvious that like there was some like it's so weird even when I was diagnosed like with a neurological disorder like when I was in fourth grade my parents still never had me see a a psych like a um, psychiatrist or a um, therapist which is like they're so connected slash um what's it called when there's like there's there's crossover um yeah but i think there are people who need therapy for situational purposes and then i think there are people that need therapy because they are not neurotypical and mm-hmm. that goes hand in hand with like constant psychiatric work very like working very closely with therapeutic work Mm -hmm. like all of my psychiatrists and therapists have always like connected in terms of like how is she doing in therapy versus like this is what i'm thinking yeah um but yeah my mom would pick me up from school and uh we would go through the dairy queen drive-thru and get french fries and i would like i would just eat french fries and go to therapy every tuesday afternoon (laughs) Wow, that's a good like talk like, about a safe space. Yeah, that's a great like like <laughs> start and destination. Um so then when when like, did therapy like when when did therapy become something that wasn't just this might be something we need to check in on? It was yeah. like so that was uh hmm, summer of 
why do I want to say 2010? Anyway, well, like high I, school? Yes. Uh, before senior year of high school. Mm. Um, went to Israel. I grew up going to camp. Shout out Camp Harlem. We love you. <laughs> um, and b- the summer before we were all supposed to be CITs, we spent a summer in Israel. And I know this sounds very corny and I don't know precisely if there's correlation here, but I just remembered the timing of the events. So I got back and the first time that I've ever not wanted to be on this earth happened. And my, I mean, my mom was terrified and I was terrified. Did anything trigger it? Like, was it, was it coming back from Israel or like this experience in Israel? I think, it could have been both. And again, I don't know if it was just also an age and coming of age. And it was just like a weird timing that my yeah brain chemicals decided to break. But <laughs> um, I just remember it being then. And then I remember it just being like a really intense time because my dad grew up. I mean, growing up, my parents at least like psychiatry was always for the like the crazies oh yeah so stigmatized Mm -hmm. oh my god and I'm thankful to have parents that know what is needed even though it might feel unnatural um if I didn't have my mom at least I think Mm -hmm. my dad's like okay you're good now and it's like no wait do you want to know something so interesting I actually learned this from a potential client um I was speaking to this guy who was like the director of education um, for the AUPI fraternity, like national. And he was like saying, he's like, you know, like, because um, I think I mentioned I was Jewish. And he was like, you know, as like, because you're Jewish, that in Jewish cultures, it's um, even more stigmatized. Like their um, mental health is even more stigmatized than in like most other cultures. It's crazy because we're the ones that have the most mental health issues. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, wait, really? And he was like, yeah, like it's really not talked about, like really looked down upon. Then I thought about it and I was like, oh my God, yeah, it is. Like my mom's side of the family is literally the most anti-mental health, like, kind, like at least they were my grandma was saying how, I mean, literally, um, what's Judy Garland, like, OD'd in my grand, uh, great uncle's um, apartment. Like, he was her doctor, which is just so crazy. Yeah. It's the, I, wow. Isn't that crazy? And she OD'd in his apartment. And my grandma just, like, acted like that was, it was just not talked about. It was an accident. Mm-hmm. And... She had, like, one aunt or something who had depression, and that was, she was, like, the crazy aunt, mm-hmm. which is just, like, holy shit, and all of your grandkids have mm-hmm. <laughs> some sort of mental health issue, like, yeah, so wild. It's actually really interesting, like, I had to come down to Texas for, like, a month during the summer two years ago, mm-hmm. because I had an actual neurotic breakdown in New York, um, I've never been hospitalized for like this girl's a flight risk. And that's kind of what I was referencing earlier when it was like, 
that can't happen to me. That'll never happen to me. And when I came down to Texas, we didn't tell my grandma because she's older and we just didn't, didn't need to tell her, right? But when I would go and see her, like one time she was telling me about my great grandma who was like an addict. And also I found out that my grandpa who died when I was really, really young, we don't really know if he, we found him in a hotel room. Holy fuck. So like, we don't really know. And like where my mom grew up is a very, very small town, South Texas. And like, I never knew that until things started happening to me and I was starting to experience these things and the dots that connect are just, I mean, you would, I, I had no clue. That's but it makes wild. So, so much sense. Yeah, that makes so, it makes so much sense because it's like obviously very biological. Like this was gonna happen, but like would have loved forewarning. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, would have loved one. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so you moved from Pennsylvania to New York after college. Yeah. And what was that transition like? Like, did you always know you are like wanted to live in New York? Because I know like I always thought like I'm going to be in New York one day. Yes. And looking back on that, I think it was because I wanted to prove something to everyone that's ever made me feel small. Yeah. And also myself, nonetheless. Um, jumping into, I mean, it, I yeah, I knew. At the time, I was so stuck, like, throughout college and, like, feeling like I was, like, continuously just digging myself into a hole, but, like, digging myself deeper into this hole and just pretending that, like, I'm going somewhere with it. Mm-hmm. Like, there will be an exit. Um, and I think it was just such, like, I just had so much pent up creativity and like I didn't feel like I could be myself at college and I think Mm -hmm. also I still deal I mean I talk about this to this day still with in therapy about how detrimental a culture and granted I wasn't in the right crowd there are great crowds at Penn State yeah because there's a ton of people um but the crowd that I thought I wanted to be in and was in um yeah the like misogyny is just the most detrimental thing to a like growing woman and like a much yeah just like growing into yourself as a woman and not being like the hottest chick on the block and so like you'd be sitting in class and you'd be sitting next to someone and you guys would be like talking you'd be like oh this person's pretty cool and then he'd be like oh so cool cool what sorority are you in and you'd answer back and like it wasn't one of the top houses and like you thought you guys were friends and then the next day and for the rest of the semester like you he does not sit anywhere near you he acts like he has no idea it's just like very I mean obviously disgusting and petty but you like kind of grow to think that that's it's like, my fault so i'm doing something wrong and that it's like socially acceptable like that's the way that 
life should like it normalizes it mm-hmm. even though it's like if you went to like a more quote unquote like what if like a wesleyan or something they'd be like that's so like not pc like yeah like kind of you know yeah and i mean i don't uh, like was Penn State for me? Absolutely not. Should I have listened to my mother? Absolutely. Listen to your mom, kids, because she's always right. That's what I was carrying. She, I was like, yeah, she was like, you need to go to a small liberal arts school. Mm-hmm. I grew up a competitive dancer and in theater, and just my whole family, uh, at least my mom's side, is very much creatives. And maybe that's also where <laughs> the mental illness trickles <laughs> down to. It does help. It, yeah, it definitely adds color to the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a big reason why I went to Penn State, and I also think this kind of is a contributing factor in my own journey, for lack of a better word, is I like put all of that creative stuff aside because I, I wanted to ha- have a relationship with my dad. Mm-hmm. And I felt like going to business school and like following his footsteps would make him and I like finally closer. have a relationship that like was significant. And combining that, realizing the hard way, this shit is not for me. Like, where did I put myself? Where did she go? Mm-hmm. Combined with that really toxic like sorority fraternity culture um yeah you just start to feel like where is my like what am I supposed to be doing here yeah and I think by the time college was over I was like get me out and get me to the place that is the most opposite of this place yeah did you did New York like live up to your expectations I mean, I'm going to be honest, no. Yeah. Like, how so? not. Um, <laughs> first of all, I could barely afford anything. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's not I mean, common knowledge, though. <laughs> it's like, like, first of all, if in case anyone didn't know, that was going to be the main reason. But no, I think, I think New York's always been this magical place mm-hmm. in our heads and in our, as also creatives, is like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. There are no rules. Like, you can be whoever you want. You can have, like, all the friends in the world and, like... Sex in the City, Shamood. It's, like, Carrie Bradshaw's Closet. Like, that doesn't exist in New York unless you're... Or maybe it did, but just, like, not anymore. Yeah. Like, the... Like, life... The way that my parents lived in New York and that Carrie Bradshaw lived in New York, like... I'm sure it... I'm sure it was kind of like that at one point with, like, Studio 54 and shit, but, like... It's, it's a that. lot different now. Now yeah. it's like Hinge and, um, I don't know, bad clubs. <laughs> it's really, it's actually. Like Lower East Side. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because you think it's like the most interesting place in the world, which it is. But there's also like, in a, in the same respect as like, there's a crowd at Penn State that's like, everyone wears the same thing. Everyone drinks the same Kool-Aid. Everyone it's, has the it's same. It's so interesting because I feel like people I know who have the best time in New York City are all people who moved from some random ass place to New York made all their friends there like are basically living the life that we are in Austin in New York City and to those people like power to you go off good for you but the people who move like 
so many Hopkins people moved to New York after college and they all just hang out with each other. Same. And then like, some, I'm same with Penn State. Like just, it's like, so basically you're just extending college. Like, yawn. Like, whereas I feel like people come to Austin and because it's such a transplant city, like, so there's very few people who like grew up here. And if they did, they'll make you like, they'll let you know everyone else has kind of met someone through a friend, through another friend. Like I met you literally through like hookups, friends, friend, like, you know what I mean? It's just crazy. But But, when you know, this is also the corniest thing probably to ever come out of my mouth. But when you know, you know, Oh, a hundred and like, I was like, I think it was, I was talking to my therapist or my friend this the other day. I was like, Oh yeah. It was someone I interviewed on a podcast. I was like, yeah, just, it's kind of crazy. Everyone here. I, I was just like really trauma bonded with, I was like, maybe just people, I was like, maybe like, so many people just come to Austin after they've like been just emotionally broken. destroyed. Absolutely <laughs> like, shattered. Literally, I'm like, is it the people or is it like the fact, like maybe there's a correlation between leaving, like coming to a random city and like wanting to skate your problems. I believe that. Totally. But I love it. <laughs> like. Thanks for choosing Austin, y'all. <laughs> yeah. I come here if you are like not well come here if you're not well but you're aware that you're not well you just make a lot of friends want to hang out with people that are also not well but like it's cool because it's like not being well is it's like rumination but make it fun (laughs) 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 that's gonna be like the title of my life yeah yep i feel that but then okay so when did you leave New York and then come to Austin and like what was that decision or process like um yeah great question (laughs) um so I was the last one out of the the nest Mm -hmm. and do you have one brother yeah just one he's older and my mom's side who I've always just been close with has always I mean my mom grew up in South Texas was like the only Jewish family really um so random so but yeah very random but also very cool recently i went to victoria texas to bury my grandmother and my grandfather and i just learned so much about everything that i come from anyway i know that was not the question that you asked (laughs) um so yes i mean covid hit that's basically yeah. what happened but yeah back in like march of 2020 my parents were like maybe you should just like come down for a few weeks and i was like okay packed one carry-on like even put jeans in the carry-on i left turkey in my fridge in new york i ended up living with my parents for seven months damn i mean i thought about that turkey every single day and just <laughs> like the more purple it was ew, ew. <laughs> like it's just haunting me um and i've always wanted to live in austin no doubt i just was not mentally prepared i had absolutely no closure of leaving new york yeah and i had this pipe dream of going back to the city of resuming life as normal and that was i mean for everyone the scariest thing about the pandemic yeah and then it was like August. Like living with your parents is hard. Shout out oh. parents, we love them. But as an adult living with them, it oh, can, it's I tough. 
didn't i stayed in new york rather than like sorry guys but i was just i i would have lost my mind if i had lived with my parents yeah yeah i mean both of like my my own fault and like just the circumstance i was in a 400 square foot apartment studio apartment and like i would probably it just that would have been a terrible idea for me yeah yeah so yeah august comes around i'm like still like la 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 i'll go back to new york and it'll be great and dandy and perfect again um and i'm serious when i say like my entire family sat me down and like straight up had an intervention and we're like we really don't feel comfortable with you going back to new york if you go back we really don't know when we're gonna see you next and i freaked out i was like what do you what do you mean they basically proposed that i get a place in austin mm-hmm. um yeah i couldn't handle it and i like was so torn uh, my life was there at the time and once i just got more practical less emotional about the situation and logistically how it would work because also i freak out over that kind of stuff yeah it's a lot it just made sense and so yeah i bit the bullet and did it it was one of those things where the second they said that i should probably get a place here it was one of those like gut-wrenching realizations that you have known all along Mm -hmm. but you're like i don't want to do it i absolutely loathe this idea but i know i have to yeah it was that for me damn i do think that moving and growing up moving as a kid has helped me like become familiar with that feeling and i knew like i was like all right i gotta go back to like fourth grade just first day of hebrew school like in my red velour jumpsuit saying like hey i'm sarah what's your name want to be friends like yeah, i was like let's that's go bring her back damn that's terrifying and like I, looking back i'm like damn that's kind of what i did in austin recently like you did it too 100 like, percent. so wild like props to me then because paid off man <laughs> yeah and i remember i mean i'm not very religious but i remember like just being so torn and feeling like everything in the universe was absolutely against me and i just remember like at night just like praying like why i know that i'm very lucky in consideration to the entire pandemic and covid and i mean yeah but it's it's all relative absolutely um but i just was like praying for a reason eventually like i was like i'm not asking for this reason to show up tomorrow not even asking really for it to show up this year or next i just need to be validated that this is for a reason Mm -hmm. and to my surprise like austin's the best thing i think that's ever happened to me yeah a hundred percent it's like it's interesting like I got to ask this question on a podcast I was on yesterday. What would you, if you could go back to yourself at that point when you were like, the universe is against me, like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, what would you tell yourself in that moment? I was like, shit, this was such a good question. (laughs) Yeah, it really is a good question. 
<laughs> I know what I'd say. I'd probably say look up these people because they're going to be your friends and go hang out with them. <laughs> That's probably what I'd say. <laughs> That's you get, get your little booty up. Mine was like, mine was like all emotional. I was like, I would say you can do it. Like just things will be good at the end. Yeah. But like, I just, also like, I'm just so telling yourself that yeah, like, I'm just like, your life's going to be freaking sick. In one year, out the other. Yeah. I know. It's like what I believed <laughs> it. Probably not. Um, but that's true. Because I would have also said the same thing. Yeah. I'm just like, just keep going and like things will like, or just like given a glimpse of like the light at the end of the tunnel of like, yeah. You're going to be in Austin and, like, have these cool friends and, like, have a job that you like. And, like, things are good. Just then again, like, I also need to tell myself that presently. Like, where's future Zoe? Can she just, like, give me a thumbs up? Like, a thumbs down? Like, how are things in, like, 25 years? Um, But you've also been able to get up from your darkest day and be the future Zoe that you're like, where is she? So there's no doubt that you'll still be there and saying probably the same thing 25 years from now about this moment i hope so oh, that was heady love you love you <laughs> um okay i'm gonna ask you my final questions what's one thing in your life that's happened to you that's made you a stronger person today okay um <laughs> yeah this is oddly specific but I think about it a lot, and it's also very very recent. And I think moving to Austin, I've been able to see the light that's come out of the situation, mm-hmm. this one specifically. I was dating this guy in New York, like, for, I don't know, six months before. It, like we, it was toxic. We weren't dating anymore when I came down, but it was fresh. Um and I was so blind to <laughs> like people that don't deserve benefit of the doubt and giving them the benefit of the doubt that yeah. they don't deserve. And just thinking that that was like normal. That's just who I am. Um, yeah, we were like, I forget, but he was like joking with me. And I always knew he was like, this is also not what I mean when I say this. Like, he kind of reminded me of my dad. And looking back, it just kind of all makes sense that, like, that wouldn't. No, yeah, not yeah. for me. He was, like, joking around. He was like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm very light and casual. My friends and I were just, like, joking around. We were like, damn, like, Sarah seems like she's someone that's either been raped or has tried to kill herself as a joke that's insanely fucked up i've never in my whole entire life like blacked out from just like telling someone to go fuck themselves and also like i don't want to tell you this bro brother i don't want to tell you this but you're asking for it now yeah that like okay maybe the former is not true but the latter has been very true in the past yeah. I haven't physically attempted, but like there the ideation been, is there. Yeah. The like Yeah, and it's like that just shows the lack of self-awareness and trauma that they've experienced. Yeah. You're, and you're like your privilege is showing. Yeah. 
your like yeah your lack of trauma is showing precisely and after that i was a wreck i was like understandably shit and yeah i knew it freaked him the fuck out he was like uh, uh, i don't know what to do error error um and i think that was the i yeah i'm confident to say like that situation made me not immediately definitely work that was involved but made me at least today extremely proud of not being neurotypical of having like a chemical imbalance of like I know my life is I I know I have a lot of blessings too many to count mm-hmm. and I don't like when I get all up in my own head and because I know re- like rationally I am so so blessed yeah and that's the hardest thing because it's like well I don't but mean it, to do yeah this. but it's like you also have to give yourself forgiveness that like you're going to be extra hard on yourself and think you're not blessed. Right. But yeah, it just, yeah. One spirals to another, to another. And then all of a sudden you're in a cave. But I was thinking about this dude and I was like, what a little simp. <laughs> like if he had to experience just like maybe a week of just like a dark week, I'm not, like, not super dark, just dark. (laughs) Just, like, light darkness. Yeah. He would buckle at the knees and, like, would completely combust. Yeah. Because this shit is hard. It's hard. Yeah, no, that's so true. Just realize how strong you are for putting up with it every day. And being able to, like, also look back and say, like, you'll be okay. Yeah. If I had to tell myself something. And so, like, thanks to this dude... Who like destroyed me and what I thought strength was to like totally redefining it and I've learned a lot through that grown and also become very proud of I guess the trauma (laughs) Um, oh I love that okay thanks do you have a favorite quote or mantra that you live by this too shall pass. It's actually tattooed on my body. It was like the first turns 18 runs to the tattoo parlor. Really? Ugh, I, I want to get another one. I just have my, just have my, my the ones that we match. Oh yeah. I feel like everyone has this one. I know. So, <laughs> so does, like, oh um, my God, you have this too. Great. You definitely grew up in suburbia. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like the, oh my God. the, the lame quote of tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I love it. Like, and oh my God. You have a wooden live, laugh, love poster that's from marshall's too Same, i have an arrow tattoo we're basically most <laughs> basic white bitches ever um but so does what's her name i can lily name. lily from riverdale lily reiner <laughs> shout out Re- lily what um, a gorgeous specimen so gorgeous and she has a hilarious tiktok i could also name a couple people i won't who also have this but, yeah yeah, well, I want to get, I mean, I need to get, like, my Zodiac sign somewhere else. And then, like. I mean, your your and, whiteness is showing. And then, like, a, sorry, this is not <laughs> funny, a semicolon. But <laughs> oh, no. I oh, should, no. Like, just really give the whole, like, give it all away. Being like, yeah, we've been through shit. Yeah, talk about wearing it on your sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
<laughs> I just honestly want to get. Actually, though, no. I want to get a. Oh my god, my brother is texting me. Anyway, I want to get a tree trunks, not like an actual tree trunk people, um, like the character tree trunks from Cartoon Network, oh. aka my grandma. Oh. I want to get it like her tattooed, but I'm like, where would like this plump little elephant with a bow, like winking, look? Not weird. Not that's hard. Odd yeah, on one's body. <laughs> I have no idea. Like. <laughs> But like but but that's disrespectful so that's just like yeah right it's a fine line and we walk um <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do you love most about yourself um it's a new thing which is exciting i am growing to really love singing and sharing it yes which I think is also like a silver lining of Austin, Texas, and all of yeah, the music scene. Everything that has ever happened, um, I've always loved it. It's uh, I, I realize moving to Austin, especially like I don't, I'm not good with words. Words are tough, and I am. There's so much tumultuous activity inside my brain at all times, and there's so much emotion that is very, very hard to articulate. Mm-hmm. most of the time that when I sing it helps me tell that story without telling it damn that's so now beautiful. you're gonna be like can you sing and I'm gonna open my mouth and everyone's gonna be like damn get the cat out of the microwave oh my god no. <laughs> to all listeners Sarah has a freaking voice of an angel like if we have time to record after this break out the guitar because freaking insane voice like uh, if like if hopefully you're gonna become famous and then this will be worth a lot of money this podcast episode (laughs) um thank you zoe okay my last question maybe this is the same thing is how do you find solace in the city like how do you find cute i get it now yeah and we're bringing it back 360 baby um how do i find it Is it through singing? It's through the support system that I have from you guys. Like, I've always thought people were just being nice and polite. And like, oh, yeah, you're good. Great job. But Mm -hmm. I never thought it, like, affects people. Or, like, it can speak to people the way that I want it to. Or that it means to me when I let it out. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think it's been really overwhelming in like the best way possible in terms of the support and the genuine just respect and excitement for each other's wins. Mm -hmm. And that's been my solace in this city. Oh my gosh. Mic drop. Gonna cry. But like (laughs) so true. And like to anyone listening who isn't already convinced on why you should move to Austin. Like (laughs) literally, Oh my God. I was going to say this in the group chat, but I was like, I I can't say this without gagging a little at myself, but (laughs) also shout out legendary. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) that's over. Um, What was that? It was like, that's so over. Oh, that's late. That's late. Um, they also have at the end of every episode. And I didn't realize this when I was first watching it, they do like a little like vocabulary lesson. Um, 
on all of like the the ballroom slang. So I need to start like rewatching those. Okay, so we're making a dictionary. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Um, I forget what I was talking about before I really took a hard left to legendary. Um, <laughs> so now we're so distracted. Oh, moving to Austin. If we haven't convinced you yet, this is not oh. an ad. Oh, oh, <laughs> the really cheesy thing I was gonna say, um, yeah. in the group was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like literally gonna say like guys I feel like you all are my twin flames like <laughs> oh you can be my baby why has new flames sorry for all the Chris Brown haters but like that song slaps and every time we've talked about a twin flame oh, you think of I'm that just song? yeah I mean but I mean like the like but for real flame shit I'm but like yeah like as much as I hate like saying these words um yeah as much as I hate like diving into the <laughs> <laughs> to the stereotype but like let's let's talk about this um but anyways yeah. no, sarah I, where can everyone follow you follow me yeah find hit my you, line. listen to your music eventually one last thing that i was gonna say though before we cut this production off okay but to see now i forget so great um i went through i still go through it i get little sparks of it i went through this like I don't know maybe it was like the third month I was here it's still very fresh like you it's overwhelming the amount of love that you feel and have in the city that you're just like hey guys I know this is the corniest thing I'm ever gonna say but it's not the last and hey guys I'm overwhelmed with happiness just like tweaking randomly (laughs) like oh my god I love you guys just like oh whoops couldn't help it (laughs) yeah it's like just came out i don't know sorry i didn't mean to say that out loud but like did i because i did because i love you guys no it's so true so shout out austin shout out everyone that we know here because you're all so weird we love you so much so much oh my gosh oh i have a question hit me Mm -hmm. weird or normal what would you rather be weird or normal fuck you'll marry um oh actually scratch that not this that question doesn't go on the podcast okay would you rather be highly highly empathetic or have absolutely no empathy at all highly empathetic yeah even if it meant like holy that hurts i'm absorbing yeah, all of 100%, your pain but better than the being a literal sociopath yeah so Sometimes I do think like, oh, it would be really. It'd be nice, like, not really feel nice brain break to like just float or through life and just be like, I'm really smart, but only when I open a textbook and everything else, I'm like, beep 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 beep. I don't know what's going on. Or another question: Would you rather be like completely mentally stable or like <laughs> a little bit of? A no, because then I'd be normal, and I don't want to be normal. Same, and I also feel like you're like. Maybe your life's easy, but you don't have great conversations. Maybe your life's easy, but you bring nothing to the table and we're not interested. Yeah, you're not <laughs> as interesting. So, <laughs> sorry, everyone. If sorry you if feel, you're normal you and like you're offended, offended, but then you'd also be not be listening to a mental health podcast. I don't think so. Right, yeah. Also, just on like one final note, <laughs> if there's anything that I want to do as a growing human being and with the power of music, if I do ever have the opportunity to, it's the only thing that matters to me is like making people know that it's cool to not be good. Yeah. 
Oh, a hundred percent. And like, let's talk about it. Yeah. Because we're not, none of us are good. None let's of us be are real. good. We're in a fucking global pandemic. Like we're even all if depressed. you were some kind of like, okay beforehand, like not good now. Yeah. Like all the kids are depressed. Yeah. But anyways, Sarah, where can everyone <laughs> follow you on Instagram? Um, <laughs> you can follow me on um, Sarah Magloff with an H S A R A H. Cause I'm not a sociopath. <laughs> Sorry to all the Sarah's without an H. Um, and then my last name, Magloff. Not cute. Looking to change it. Hit me up. I whoever like your name, but whatever. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Follow me. Um, thanks for having me, Zoe. I love you oh, a lot. I love you so much. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.